All right, welcome to today's podcast. And today we're going to talk about do you need to have a goal weight for yourself? You know, some people they get triggered by having a goal weight, right? This idea that it's going to be a number and that's the most important thing. Um, so I want to just kind of start this right at the battle. I want to make a lot of uh, suspense. I think you should have a goal weight and I'm going to explain why. Um, now, first, I just want to address, I know some people, it's like the scale sort of, right? If you've had experiences and you've struggled to lose weight or picking a weight and getting to that goal weight was the most miserable you've ever felt, um, you start to have this real negative reaction to having a goal weight or using a scale. And so a lot of times the, the scale and the goal weight can be two of the more triggering things along this path. So as usual, I want to kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about kind of the frame around those things. Uh, I believe you should have a goal weight. Okay. Now I will say that I think a lot of people have a goal weight that's a little low, you know, within where they should be because you always have to take the count that the goal weight should never, you always have to put the goal weight within context. Okay. Because you have to live a certain lifestyle, eat a certain way in order to achieve whatever weight you want to live at. Okay. So when you're choosing a goal weight, you can't just, oh, I want to weigh what I was when I was 18, you know, well, there becomes a problem potentially. You know, and so if you have to live a really strict, intense lifestyle in order to achieve whatever goal weight you, you want to be at, then I would suggest why? Why are you picking that weight? You know, what do you think is going to happen? Because nothing magical happens when you get to a certain weight. The weight in of itself does not mean much. Um, it's a means to an end. It's part of the bigger picture. But why I think having a goal weight is so important is, you know, there's a saying that that which is measured improves, you know, and so if you're really serious, and I think you should be, because again, you know, I'm all for body positivity. I don't think anyone should be judged on their weight. But at the same time, your weight is a big indicator of where your health's at, okay? Now, this is a fact. If you're in the obese range, you're statistically at risk for a lot more health issues. There's no doubt about it. You should be able to feel comfortable and be free whatever weight you wanna be at, but there is a health consequence according to the, the facts and the numbers, okay? And so there's that. But then there's also the fact of where do you feel like you're at your best? And being at a certain weight, and again, your weight is always fluctuating to some degree. And what I mean by that is not just the natural fluctuations, but your goal weight probably should be relative to the situation you're at in life. Now, I say this as a person who, you know, 10 years ago, I was in a, a stressful point in life, had a new baby, moved into a new home that we're redoing the whole thing. Um, you know, running a business. So there's a lot of stress. So in that situation, I actually increased my goal weight by 10 pounds because in that situation, maintaining that lower goal weight was a lot harder. And so again, the weight in of itself doesn't mean anything. In that situation, if I'd been really strict with myself to maintain that lower weight, would that have been the better decision? No, not for me. Why? What's that less 10 pounds on my body doing? You know what I mean? So I think it's important to recognize to, to have a whole more holistic point of view when it comes to your weight and don't just arbitrarily pick a low number or whatever number you're picking you have got to give it meaning and that's the point of what i want to make here because i think your success of mastering your weight of getting to the weight you want to live at and living there is really comes down to how much meaning you give it and if it's just a number on a scale that you think oh if i get to that number everything's going to be great then you're in for a lot of disappointment because that number doesn't mean shit, really you know, it's really about how you're living and who you're being in your life. And the number is just one piece of that. And I think if you look at it that way, you set yourself up for success. Because what really comes down to is the weight is just one reflection of how you're living, how you're habitually eating, how you're habitually living your life. The weight's one measurement of that. And it's an important one. It reflects a lot. And so if you make a goal of losing weight, 
I think there's the idea like you just want to feel better and you want to feel healthier, fine. But I think it's always helpful to have real cut and dry numbers in front of you as well to give you feedback, right? You have your speedometer, you know, what, what speed you want to go at. And if you go above it or below it, you kind of recalibrate, okay? And so if we can take a lot of the emotion out of losing weight, I think it makes a lot of sense to have a specific number that you want to achieve, a number that has a lot of meaning to it. And that's why I think a lot of people are not doing that. I think they're just saying, oh, I just want to weigh that. A lot of people saying, you know, the same weight they weighed when they were 18. They've been saying the same goal weight that they have wanted to for 20, 30 years. And if you're at that point, you've got to really reflect on it because now that number's lost all meaning to you, okay? So I think it's important that whatever goal weight you want to live at, give it some meaning. Why do you want to live at that weight? And I would suggest that you build it around you being the person you want to be. So what I mean by that is, when I'm at my healthiest and my happiest, where do I believe my weight would be? That's how we get to it. Me, at what's gives, What weight gives me the best quality of life? How I feel, how I look, my health, how I'm eating, how I'm living. These are the key questions you wanna ask. And you wanna imbue that goal weight with a lot of meaning because the meaning is where the motivation comes from. We can't just pick a number on a scale. You've probably been saying the same number for a long time and you keep saying it, but it doesn't have a lot of meaning to you. If anything, it means failure now. It just means, oh, I just keep saying this, but it doesn't really motivate me. It doesn't really do much at all emotionally. I just keep saying it. And so if that's you, you got to check yourself, right? You got to check, why am I saying this number? What does this number mean to me? And once you give it more meaning, and you'll see, right? I just, just want to weigh that. That's just what I want to weigh. Oh, that's when I was 18. That's what I weighed when I got married. If that's what your answer is, forget it. You got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> why? Why do I want to weigh this number? And so it's not all about the number, but the number is a core measurement. It's letting you know where you're at. Okay. And if you realize that you're not going to diet to make it happen, that you're going to use a holistic approach um, where you're really going to transform yourself from the inside out into this person, you change the whole process. And knowing that number and using it as a guidepost for where you want to be and realizing that you could get halfway to your goal and say, you know what? This is actually pretty good. I'm pretty happy here. I can just kind of coast and be at this weight. I'm feeling happy. Great, because that just indicates that the weight is just one measurement among many that you're keeping track of to move yourself in the direction of your life that you want to go in, okay? But this idea that you're just gonna, nah, I'm just gonna get healthier. Are you? Because changing your habits, changing yourself, transforming into a healthy person, it's a challenge. And so if you're just kind of like, nah, I'm just gonna be healthier, and there's no real specificity of what you're improving, the chances of your success, in my mind, go way down. You know, so I feel like a lot of times people get triggered with the goal weight thing, but it's like, what meaning are you giving that? If you're saying, well, last time I went to my goal weight, I was miserable. I was way too low. Well, that's because you chose a goal weight that was too low. It's not because you chose a goal weight. So I hope that making sense. Um, we've got to clear out the old baggage. We can't allow the old baggage and the old shitty experiences to define where we're going in the future. And that's what I find sometimes with the goal weight conversation. So make sure you have a, a goal weight that you're aiming at and make sure that that goal weight has a lot of meaning so that you congruently really want to make it happen. All right, that's the secret. So yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask them. Just wanna know if you have any books or if you can recommend any. Um, I don't have any books yet, but that, that's kind of the message today that, that I'm gonna get working on that because I certainly have enough content. <laughs> I've got programs upon programs that I've done. Um, books that I would recommend. Oh, thanks for the donut. Um, Books that I'd recommend, uh, yeah, okay. Well, it depends on what you're looking for. You know, nutrition-wise, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Greger. How Not to Die is one of my favorite books. That was very transformative for me. Um, Mindset-wise, I love all the NLP books. Huge fan. 
um, Use Your Brain for a Change, Reframing, probably one of the most important books I've ever read. Um, I love Tony Robbins. I love his stuff. Uh, I mean, I could just, I read a lot of books, so it's like, it would be hard for me to just boil it down. It, it's better when it's a specific book you're looking for. Because if you're looking for like a weight loss book, uh, nope, haven't read one of those. I, I, I don't know. That's, that's a void I'm trying to fill. That I think that, you know, we live in a, a, a culture where the weight loss plan is like, well, here's the plan. Now go screw, go, go figure it out yourself. Go follow it. It's crazy to me. You know, this idea that someone's just going to give you a, a eating plan or a workout plan or an eating philosophy, and then you're just going to start doing it. Um, it, it, it misses the main point because the main problem you have with, with controlling your weight is that you don't know how to get yourself to do what you know you should. You don't know how to influence your behavior and you don't know how to influence your behavior because you don't know how to influence your mindset. You know, so that's what I've spent really 30 years on is really the mindset piece. You know, I certainly have learned a lot of nutrition and, and you know, kind of health stuff along the way for sure. But the core of it, the core of it is is being able to get yourself to do what you know you should, you know, to think like a thin person. Um, Bosley. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Jim Katsoulis. If you go to Jim Katsoulis on YouTube, uh, I literally have sleep sleep videos. They're hour long. Um, some are three, six hour long ones. OK. Should I go vegan? I mean, it depends on why you would want to go vegan, you know? It, it depends on what your reasons are. So I couldn't answer that for you. Should you go vegan? I don't know, you know? Um, Briosca says, yes, I agree, and I like being told to take protein, green powder, fiber powder, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like we, we've, you've been trained. You've been trained to just, like, be told what to do. Do you know what I mean? But that's the core problem. That's that diet mentality that you're stuck in, is that you just want someone to tell you what to do. You know, but the problem is that that's that's not the problem. You already know what to do like enough. You know what you should do. Uh, let me put it this way. If you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat all day and then that's what you would eat, like you wouldn't have much problem losing weight. You know what I mean? The problem is that you know what to do and, and you kind of imagine what you're going to eat. And then the time comes to eat it and you have this other part compelling you to eat the wrong thing, you know, and you have no you have no strategy to deal with this, you know. So the only thing you got is your willpower. And that ain't working very well, you know? So again, what you need to do is you need to program your subconscious mind. You need to be able to influence your subconscious mind because it's your subconscious mind that's truly in control of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and ultimately behaviors. And that's what's keeping you at the weight you're at. And the reason that you're stuck at this weight is because you're subconsciously programmed to be at that weight. And every time you go on a diet, you try to use your willpower to fight against that programming. And it works for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And then you just go back to being how you always are because your program's never changed. You know, so you need to be able to influence your subconscious mind and reprogram it or program it the way you want it to, to work. And you never learn this. So you have no idea about what I'm talking about. You know, um, Brioski says, well, I'm not very high on willpower. Well, I quit smoking cigarettes 42 days ago and still going crazy. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, it takes a little while. So, I mean, cigarettes are the perfect example of that, that, you know, you're well past the, the physical addiction part of it. It's the mental piece, you know, and it's a similar thing because, again, when you start becoming oh, I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes, the way you're framing all of that um, is going to dictate whether you're continuing to be successful or not. Um, K-A-T-S-O-U-L-I-S. You know, How can you program your subconscious mind? Well, I mean, that's the process. You know, I, I use a process that I created. It's a bit of hypnosis, a bit of NLP, neurolinguistic programming that I call self-hypnotic programming. And um, that's the core technique I teach people in my program. You know, is how to influence your subconscious mind. I will let you know this: your your sub you 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 do this all the time, but you do it passively. What I mean is, you go into hypnosis all the time, and you're being hypnotized all the time. Every time you watch TV or a movie, 
That's a state of hypnosis. It's important. Don't think of hypnosis as going into a trance. Think of hypnosis as the process of influencing your subconscious mind. And going into a trance is an effective way to do that process. But every time you watch a movie or a TV show, you're in a state of hypnosis. You're passively watching. But what's happening is you're imagining that you're in that scenario. And so you're having experiences. You're vicariously experiencing those shows or movies you're watching. Like if you watch sports, you're literally releasing adrenaline to your body, you know, because your, your mirror neurons trigger that response. So I don't, I don't get too, too deep into it, but um, that, that's hypnosis and you're doing it all the time, but it's passively happening to you. You know, you're not actively doing the programming. You're just watching it and just absorbing it. And so what I teach people is how to actively program your subconscious mind to do the things you know you should, you know? And so it's not rocket science. It's just, it's a, it's a completely different paradigm shift because what you're always doing is you're trying to use willpower to fight against your subconscious programming. And what I do is I show you how to use not so much willpower, but your conscious mind to program your subconscious mind to do the things because you're, you're a subconscious person. You're on, um, your, your life, you live your life on pretty much autopilot. That's how you're designed to be. You're, you're 90, 90% of your brain is subconscious. 10% of your brain is conscious what you're aware of which is to say that most of your weight, your behaviors, your thoughts are subconscious in nature. And so if you wanna create changes, you should go to that level, not just try and fight against yourself. I mean, it's not working. It's more proof do you need, you know? Um, yeah, with the cigarettes, yeah, it's a similar thing where it becomes, you know, it's a very willpower-based thing, you know? And you're not working on subconsciously, unless you are, I don't know what, what method you're doing actually, but the typical person, but you made it 42 days, which is great. Um, and that's fine. You know, on one aspect of it, it's an endurance test and you're, you're marking the days you get away from it. I get that. That's fine. But the other side, you know, it'd be helpful to kind of program your subconscious mind to really identify as a non-smoker now. You know, you've now got some distance between the last cigarette and now. And so you have ex some experience of what it's like to be a non-smoker. And so, you know, I always use this as an example that if someone is a non-smoker, and so as a non-smoker, you're probably not a drug user, like a hard, you probably don't do heroin or cocaine. And so the reason you don't do those isn't because you're using willpower to fight against those cravings. It's because the way you think about heroin and cocaine either creates disgust for it, it's gross to you, or you feel indifference to it and, and you, don't want to, um, you don't want to do it. And so it's always a mindset game. Um, it's always a mindset game to create change in yourself, you know, um, more than it is willpower. You know, and everyone just relies on willpower. Of course, you use willpower. You know, what I'm talking about, there's still, you're using willpower as well, but it's primarily a subconscious reprogramming, you know, changing the way you think about things that, that gets you to create the changes. Um, what's up, Vicky? Whoop, whoop, whoop. I almost blocked you. <laughs> um, when you write your book, please include a chapter on how to think yourself thin when, you, when your current body is overweight. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll speak to that right now. Um. No, but pot's helping. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but again, yeah, but 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 take a little bit of time and think of yourself as a non-smoker. You know, I, I mean, like, because that's what happens. You know, people usually just try and create changes externally, and they're like, "Well, I don't know. Eventually, I'll just change on the inside." But and that may be true. But it's also helpful to start changing on the inside. Start identifying as a non-smoker. You know, what would you say if you were a non-smoker? You know, start thinking that way. And again, it's just practice. You know, you're already doing a lot of stuff, so it's like you're just adding on to it. Um, <laughs> chapter, Vicky, you're so funny. A chapter on how to think yourself then when your current body is overweight. Again, it, it all goes back to the process, you know, because you're not going to convince yourself you're a thin person right now. 
like that. You're, you're, you can't bullshit yourself. All right. So there's no bullshit. yourself. I'm a thin person. I'm a thin person. Okay. You can't do that. Now you could say, what's it going to feel like when I'm a thin person? This is why I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I go back and forth with like a lot of the abundance stuff and just like, just thinking yourself as a person. I, I find like, like I, I like a part of it because I like connecting to the goal in order to get motivated, but connecting and, and connecting to the goal can help you come up with strategies if you use it strategically. So again, in the program, when we use the redo technique, the rehearsal technique, that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like you're identifying with your thin, healthy, ideal self in order to kind of reveal strategies quickly. Okay. But just thinking yourself as a certain way is not going to change shit. You've got to really get to the nuts and bolts of what makes you what weight you're at and what's giving you the results you're getting. And so in that situation, how do you think yourself then when you're overweight? Raise your mind and say, that's bullshit. What are we doing? It's bullshit. Yeah, okay. And your mind's not going to believe that you're thin. But what you can start to do is look at the behaviors, right? And you start to say, okay, today I'm going to live as a thin person. Okay. I don't have to be thin in order to live as a thin person. And so how does a thin person live? Well, let's start with the beginning of the day. What do I do in the morning? What do I eat for breakfast? Right? And then we kind of go through the day living like a thin person, not being a thin person. Right? It's that it's that focus on the process. And the process, if you dial the process in, you're going to get the results you want. That That's the idea here. And yeah, we connect to the goals sometimes for motivation and inspiration. But the primary focus is on the process of become of being a thin person. That, that's what you need to work on. And then you get rid of that bullshit. Oh, I'm a thin. Because it's, it's all behavior. And then you figure out where's the where's the trouble. Oh, okay. I don't know how to eat breakfast as a thin person. Okay. Let me focus on that. <laughs> how does a thin person eat breakfast? And so you get out of this mindset. Well, you're not thin. You're, you're just fooling yourself. That conversation shouldn't be any part of this con- this this process at all. Because you know what I mean? And I know, I know Vicky. So it's like we have this critical voice in our head. So we want to make a change. That critical voice just always trying to beat us down. You know, and I always, that, that's a whole big part of what we do with the program is speaking to that voice, standing up for yourself, generating, I, my voice becomes that voice surrogately for a little while, but eventually you create a voice that's encouraging and defending you, the party that wants to create change, the party who wants to be thin, successful, happy, because what happens is right now, every time you go to lose weight, the first mistake you make, even the second you decide, okay, I want to lose weight, that critical voice comes in and says, you're not going to lose weight. You never do this. Oh, just like the last 40 times. And it's all this shitty voice that makes you feel terrible. And that that is, again, we're all our own best or worst hypnotist. This is why I don't know how you lose weight without hypnotizing yourself. I, I don't know how you would ever have any chance of creating change and mastering your weight if you don't know hypnosis. I genuinely mean that. Because this conversation is going on in your head right now. The reason you can't get started is because you're, you're, you've got this critical voice that just, cru- it's crushing. It crushes any hope you have. And it's probably a critical parent. Your parents were fine. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they sucked. I don't know. But we could have great parents that could still be the critical voice. So we internalize just the critical part. And we edge it out, make it super mean. And that's usually the voice people have in their head. And so they start on the path. Okay, I'm gonna, let's see what I can do. Today. I'm going to eat well today. And then we try and eat well. And then again, the second we make was, I told you, I told you you couldn't do it. That's why you're fat. That's why you're overweight. That's why you're a piece of shit. Why you're, it's like, I get, I, I'm not going to go as mean as it gets because I know how mean it gets. I, I, I've had, I've done over 5,000 probably weight loss. I know how people, how mean people are in their own head. And it's crushing. And you can't ever even get a foot down the path because that voice just, just, just destroys you. So what's the alternative? You don't have to stop that voice. You can't stop that voice. You can't get rid of old wiring. What you have to do is generate new wiring, new wiring of a voice that will stand up to that voice. 
That's what I did. And so I worked on it. I had that negative perfectionist voice. Oh, what are you doing? I got this new voice that comes up. says, hey, you, shut the fuck up. Shut up. We're going to make a change and we're going to fuck up. And along the way, I'm going to keep going. and I'm going to make mistakes. So I don't need your bullshit. So step off. There's a new sheriff in town and he's encouraging and supporting the process. I don't give a shit if I don't lose any weight this week, this month, this year. I'm doing this. I want to live this way. I want to be this version of myself. This voice goes, oh, 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 no one ever talked to me like that before. Oh, you know, and it's developing that voice because I'm, do you not believe that? Right? Give me some hearts if you know that critical voice in your head is the thing that stops you from almost anything you want to do. Any positive changes you want to make, it's like that critical voice. It stops you before you start and then you start making a mistake and it just blows it up in a, out of proportion, you know? And so you have to develop this other voice to defend yourself from that shitty voice. <laughs> and so it's like, what, what encouraging supportive voice do you have in your mind? Do you have one? I know you don't. You know what I mean? I know you don't. Metaphorically, you've got this critical parent. This party that wants to lose weight is like a child and you have no encouraging supportive adult voice most likely. You know, so a lot of people in my program are like, oh, you've become, sometimes we'll call it the coach voice, the adult voice, the supportive voice, but I become that coach voice in your head and we do it through hypnosis and we do it through the coaching calls and I help you walk down this path. But when you have this voice in your head, it is so empowering because that critical voice never goes away. I still have it in my head. And, and the, you know, the worst part is it's a reflexively, it's the first fucking voice I hear a lot of times. <laughs> it's the first one on the scene. But now I've gotten used to like, as soon as I hear that, that negative voice, I, it triggers the coach voice. Bam. You know what I mean? And puts it in its place. And this coaching voice is very logical. It's rational. It's not like some, it's not like, oh, everything's great and everything's wonderful and you're doing wonderful. It's really not that. It's very, very honest. And so I say, oh, I ate like shit yesterday. Okay. Right? So like, look at what you did. You ate like shit. Look at you. You're never going to make this. You never, you always do this. You start strong and now you screwed it up. Just again, always, just like mom said, just like I, just like my, my, my. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you're like shit. And so that voice starts and this voice comes in. It doesn't say, oh no, everything's fine. Oh, you ate bad. It's okay. It doesn't matter. No, it matters. It matters completely. <laughs> you keep eating like that. You're going to be overweight and you're not happy with being overweight. So let's change it. Let's learn from it. What happened there? Oh, you were tired. Oh, you weren't prepared. Okay. Let's figure that out. How can we be more prepared next time? This coach voice, more importantly than anything else, it's solution oriented. And you're not solution oriented. <laughs> you're very problem oriented. And that critical voice is very negative and problem oriented. And you can't escape the sphere, the gravity of its voice and its problem orientation. And um, just like Vicky, we always work on becoming more solution oriented. It's the main focus. And in this is just, you're not even, you never even think in these concepts, but as you start to develop this solution oriented voice, and more importantly, when you start to feel like shit and you can say, ah, that's because I'm focused on the problem. I get that negative critical voice and that critical voice, like, fuck, oh, you caught me. And it's like, this voice pops in the scene and, and it gives you a strategy, a tool, a technique you can use to get yourself out of feeling like shit. And you don't have that right now. You have no control over any of that. You're just, you're just, you're superstitious because you don't know. Sometimes you're motivated, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're on track, sometimes you're not. You make a mistake, oh shit, I don't know. And you have no control over your mindset. You have no control over your emotions, your motivation. Just You're just winging it with your weight loss, right? <laughs> I mean, am I, am I telling you anything that's not true? I don't think so, right? Um, latest thing I've read, the logical mind and emotional mind don't always work together. No, they don't work together. Let me give you a metaphor for your mind. It's like a cruise ship. You have the captain of the cruise ship and you have the crew of the cruise ship. And if the captain said, hey, crew, get out of here. I don't like how you're doing things. I'm going to do everything myself. Well, I ain't going to work because the captain can't do all that work. So what we need to do is you need to understand the crew here speaks Spanish and the captain speaks Chinese. 
And so they're speaking different languages, and but they each have their job to do. And it's the captain's job to manage this one and set the, the, the goal and where we're going and, and manage them and help them do their best. And it's up to the crew to carry those things out. And that's a, that, so it's not, when I talk about hypnosis, I'm not saying it's just a subconscious process. It's using your conscious, logical, rational mind to program in the desired behaviors, responses, and thoughts into your subconscious mind. So yeah, they, they don't always work well together because you've never learned how to communicate with your subconscious mind. You have no idea how to communicate with your subconscious mind. You probably don't even know your subconscious mind. And so the language of your subconscious mind is imagination. So it's a fun process. You know, Vicky says 100% I've grasped this through your program, which is why I'm suggesting you include it in your book. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, Vicky. I will include that because that is important. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, consistency brings about change. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but for me, it was literal addiction with the cigarettes. I don't know if there's a, dic a, a difference. Yeah, listen, there's always addiction. You know, again, the people you want to study, the most fascinating people, in my opinion, to study in terms of change are drug addicts, people that were drug addicts and then aren't. That's my favorite person because let's say we go, okay, heroin, the most addictive substance on the planet, right? Let's say tobacco, but I think tobacco is addictive because it wasn't as demonized. Heroin's really demonized and it's addictive. Um, and cigarettes are up there too, okay? But but heroin's super addictive physically and obviously mentally and emotionally becomes addictive. Um, but people stop doing it all the time. You know, lots of people stop using heroin forever. So what, how do they do that? Because it's the same brain, same trauma, same genetics, all the same things that made them addicts, and now they stop doing it. They didn't lose their addiction. What changes? What changes when someone goes from being a hardcore drug addict to not being one? Because it happens all the time. Well, I would suggest what, what changes is their mindset. They think differently about things, right? Because <laughs> what else is changing? Same brain, same genetics, that ain't changing. You know, so if they can change it, it's always a mindset game, always a mindset game. And I believe it is. A, obviously, cigarettes are a literal addiction. No doubt. Nicotine is very addicting. OK, so there's no doubt that there's a physical addiction. But the primary addiction is always a mindset one. You know, million, a million people a year quit smoking cigarettes forever in America. You know, so it's like that, that we want to study. And this gets to the heart of everything that neuro linguistic programming, what I'm using my program, it's about the science of role modeling. Um and it's in, it's in important that you study who's getting the results because we have a tendency uh, to learn how to lose weight from the people that are struggling with it, you know? And again, the big shift for me is I learned NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and it was all about the science of modeling. So find people are getting the results you want and find out how they did it. Not just what they did outside, not just, oh, would you eat? Would you exercise? But how did you, how do you think about this stuff? And that was an absolute, that was when everything shifted. I was at a why, at the why was where a lot of them were. And I began speaking to them and it was instantaneous because I grew up around people that were all struggling with their weight. The shittiest, I'm not going to say who they were, but people that were around me my whole life would say things like, because I was skinny growing up and they'd say, oh yeah, I was skinny growing up too. I used to get liver shots and then look at me now, They're overweight. You'll see, you'll see. Yeah, when you get older, you'll see. I mean, I got that message 10 million times and I, and it's like, and then here you go. I was 19 and I was 50 pounds heavier than I am now. So it's like, that was that programming. And so, you know, how you think about things ultimately is the biggest dictator of your weight. No doubt about it, you know? And I'm not saying, I, I'm, I'm a, listen, sugar's a literal addiction. You know, cigarettes are a higher level on the addiction. You know, heroin's higher up on the level of addiction. So I'm not disputing that. But what I'm saying is that mindset trumps all of those. If it didn't, there would never be anyone that got off of heroin or never got off of cigarettes, right? 
So, so we got to recognize the importance of the mindset because that's the secret for you. When it comes to weight loss, you're not in the mindset. You're not in the mindset conversation. You're in the give me the plan and I'll follow a conversation for the fucking 40th year in a row. I mean, I don't know how long you can keep going down that path before you realize, you know what? I'm doing something wrong because I'm a smart person, uh, but I'm not getting the weight loss results that I want. What, what am I doing wrong? And what you're doing wrong is you keep getting tricked. You keep thinking every diet is different. They're not. This is how you can see if a diet's going to work for you or not. If you've tried diets in the past and they haven't worked, they're not going to work for you in the future either because the core problem is they're telling you what to do and they never show you how to get yourself to do it. You don't know how to get yourself to do it consistently. That's your problem. And the reason you don't know how to get yourself to do it consistently is because you have no clue how to influence your mindset. You've never learned how to influence your mindset. I already know that because I know no one teaches how to influence your mindset short of a very few people. So if you haven't studied Tony Robbins, if you haven't studied hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, even coaching, I like coaching, but it's slow, slow going. You need the tools to actually change your brain so that you think differently, so you feel differently, so you behave differently. And you don't have those. I know it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, Vicky says, my support of adult voice is getting stronger. Thanks to you. I'm so glad, Vicky. And I know that because I know Vicky is in the program. She is so smart. She, and, and she's like so many people. I mean, she's an overthinker and a smart, smart person. And she struggled with the weight. How can that be? That's every person in my program. Every person that works with me is usually successful in one area of their lives, usually professionally or being a parent or, or you know, living personally in certain ways. And then they're struggling with their weight. And they go, I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. You know what I mean? It's completely baffling. And again, that's a hypnotic phenomenon. You can have all those skills. You can have focus, motivation, consistency, willpower in one area of your life, and then it comes to your reading and you don't have any of that. How can that be? How can you have the skill sets in one area and not in the other? Well, it's a hypnotic phenomenon because the way your brain works, it's very environmentally triggered. It's very specific to the context. And so, yeah, the context will work. Yeah, you got all those, those skill sets you could tap into. And then when it comes to um, your weight, you can't access any of them. Okay. It's not because they're not there. It's because you don't know how to access them. And so Vicky is, again, she's like, you know, I, I, she's a standout in my mind, but, but, but there, a lot of people in the program, that's what happens is you learn the, it, it's like, cause it's so simple. You just overlook it. But when you really think about it, you can't even get through a day. Like you, you want to lose 50 pounds. You don't know how to lose five pounds. You want to, you know what I mean? You want to get to your ultimate goal. You don't, you don't want to get through a week of eating better. Let's be honest. How much weight have you lost last week? How much did you lose last month? How much have you lost this year? And what's happening is you're just coasting. You're just following some script. You can't even stop because you think about weight loss all day long and it's not changing. You've got to look at it at some point to realize the situation you're in because the nature of being a human is we just kind of like it, we become blind to things we're exposed to all the time. All right. So this is your opportunity to kind of look at things and say, shit, it's been decades. You know, and again, it's decades because you keep looking for diets or maybe now you're looking at the fucking that, that medicine. You're going to get an injection. Oh, my God. That stuff's driving me crazy. I'm going to talk about that in a second. I just want to get some questions real quick. How do I get to the root of why I put on the weight in the first place? Um, OK, here's what I would suggest. Don't get to the root of why you put it on the first place. Start asking the question, how can I live at my goal weight now? Okay. Why questions are what smart people get obsessed with and that keeps them stuck. I can tell you this because this is my client in a nutshell. For 20 years, my client, I can define with one word, they're perfectionists and they're constantly asking the question, what is wrong with me? Why don't I stick to a plan? Why can't I do this? Why do I keep this weight on? Why do I keep eating this way? This is all problem oriented thinking. 
okay? And it keeps you trapped. You just keep asking these questions. So I would suggest a much better question would be how questions. How can I eat better? How can I get myself to my goal weight in a comfortable, natural, enjoyable way? How can I get more rest so it's easy to eat, make the right food choices? How can I reduce my unhealthy cravings and increase my healthy ones? Get your mind obsessed with those questions. It's gonna serve you a lot better. Um, where do you work out of? I work out of my, I mean, I got an office and stuff, so I, but I, I work from my home um, where I have an office and I'm in Massachusetts. Save the program, I'll get it. Ozempic and Lipo. Oh, I would love, that's great. I love that, which is perfect because I wanna get to that in a second. So how do we start doing that? Um, I just listened to your I Am Beautiful video. I cannot feel that about myself. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, that's a real thing. Uh, yeah, how do you feel beautiful, right? When you spent a lifetime hating your body, right? That's the challenge, you know? Um, yeah, Vicky says that, right? I knew, I knew you'd like that, Vicky, because that's what we work on. It, see, there's little, what do they say? Like like little levers move big, what, what's that word? I forget the, the quote there. Little levers, oh, bi, little hinges swing big doors, right? And so it's like little little shifts in what you're doing are gonna make the biggest changes for you. And so again, going from why questions, why am I the way, because the why questions you're obsessed with, especially smart people, is you're always asking why, why am I like this? Why do I keep doing this? And you're trying to figure it out because you think like you're just on the cusp of a cognitive breakthrough that's gonna change everything. And I'm here to tell you it's not. What you need to do is work on it's like the piano, right? Let's say you never played the piano before. If you constantly in your head, like, why have I never played the piano? Jesus, I really want to play it. Why don't I sit down and do it? Why haven't I done it? Well, say all of a sudden you realize, oh, because, because I got my finger slammed in a piano when I was a kid. Well, great. You're no closer to playing the piano. Do you know what I mean? Now that you have that breakthrough, you're still no closer. What would have been closer is if you sat down at the piano and started playing it. And it's the same thing with your weight. You think, you think of it as a logical process that you just need to figure out the thing stopping you. And I'm telling you, it's nothing like that. It's way more like learning the piano. Being thin is a skill. It's something you develop. You, you don't just, and this is the bullshit of the diets. This idea of a diet and you're going to start tomorrow and you're going to cut 50, 60% of your calories out and you're going to be this perfect person starting tomorrow until you reach your goal weight is the fucking, the worst, the worst thing that's been foisted on our brains by the diets. You're not going to start tomorrow as a perfect person. You can pretend to be a perfect person tomorrow. You can pretend to act that way for a little while, but you're not that person and you're not going to be that person starting tomorrow. Has it worked so far? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so what we need to do is we need to start tomorrow by getting 10% better. Let's make it manageable and then stick with that for a week and then get 10% better on that. Jesus Christ. It's like you don't do this with any other area. You're like, oh, I want to play the piano, so I'm going to sit down for eight hours a day. Oh, I want to, I don't know, I want to learn golf, so I'm going to play 10 hours a day. That'd be asinine. <laughs> That's not a strategic approach to mastering or learning a skill. It's an over-response, which we know where it's going to lead. But that's what you keep doing with your weight. You're way over-correcting on the first day, and you're overwhelming yourself, and you can't stick with it. And now here you are, and you can't even get started with a plan because the only plans you know are those huge over-corrections that you start tomorrow, and you don't want to do it. It's too hard, so you avoid it, you know? I just, yep, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I am beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process. I'll, I'll leave that, you know? How do we start changing our thoughts? Okay, I'll tell you that one. Your background is trippy. Am I getting hypnotized right now? Yeah, right? I love that background. Um, <laughs> I was going to get like, a, I see these moving sculptures, you know what I mean? Um, that move. Cause I thought, I've thought about that, like how to get like a, a real hypnotic thing in the background. Struggling after thyroidectomy, really struggling, no connection with my body whatsoever. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, anyone, now this is a more extreme example of what we were dealing with, but anyone dealing with menopause, metabolic disorders, 
type two diabetes, um, you know, hormonal issues, thyroid issues. What I always suggest to people like that is to really focus in on the lifestyle piece, you know, because that's kind of the chance, the most impact you can have over things that your thyroid impacted. Okay. And so what do I mean by lifestyle? I'm talking about proper in amount of quality sleep, um, hydration, the proper hydration, relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. I'm not saying those fix all the things that the thyroidectomy creates, but I'm saying it's your best chance to get back into that direction. Cause a lot of times people don't know what's the thyroidectomy and what's the lifestyle piece. You know, and so I would suggest really cleaning up and clarifying the lifestyle piece and getting that dialed in before you can really tell like where you're at, you know, w w with that. And so, so I get that. that's a serious thing. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just saying that fixes everything, but I'm saying that's the part I would, I'm just the part I focus on now and I don't have, I don't have a thyroidectomy. So it's like, I, I just think that lifestyle piece is so crucial for you to get the results you want. And if you want to have any chance of living a happy, healthy, fulfilling life, I really think that lifestyle piece is crucial. It's so, so important. You know, yep, 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 yep. Um, I lost 100 pounds and put 20 back on and I'm so disappointed in myself. Yeah, see, so I'm going to say this, Ross, I'll make this a point to you because you lost 100 pounds, which is huge. Congratulations. But again, I'm going to tell you now before you put any more weight back on that the core problem is this, that when people lose weight, typically what happens is their focus shifts from food to losing weight. And so they shift the enjoyment and the excitement of food to the excitement and enjoyment of the weight loss going down. And so they start losing the weight and that's the excitement. That's what fills that excitement jar up for them. And at some point you just get to the goal weight. There's no more weight loss. And at that point, a lot of people who lost weight are screwed because they don't, they're like, oh, well, I know how to lose weight because that's what everyone's saying, right? Think about your own head. What are you saying? Are you saying, I just want to lose weight. 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 I know that's what you're saying. You say it like a mantra. It's the most common thing you say. All you want to do is lose the weight. And it's fucking completely wrong. You don't just want to lose the weight because you just lost 100 pounds. Are you done? You, you happy now? Over and done? No, <laughs> right? Because now you're like, oh shit, I want to keep the weight off. But now it's like, because you're so, think about this. This is going to sound maybe like too simplistic for you. The subconscious mind is very simple. It's very, very literal too. You say, I don't want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Then you get to that goal weight. You can't lose any more weight. What are you going to do? I just want to lose weight. I just want to, oh, I don't have to lose weight anymore because there's a vacuum now. Right. And so a lot of times people put the weight back on so they can go back in that weight loss mode because you you're you have the mindset of a dieter. Most people, right. You think like a dieter. And what's a dieter think like? I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. Right. And so you just focus on weight loss. You never think about how can I live at a thin, healthy weight for the rest of my life. So I would suggest to you real quick that you start focusing on how can I live at my goal weight for the rest of my life? How can I live here? Because getting there, again, and I don't know how you lost 100 pounds. If you lost 100 pounds by doing you know, strict keto and strict intermittent fasting and just being really, really super strict with everything, I don't know. Yeah, what are you going to do? Do you want to live strict like that forever? This is why you need to decide right from day one that you, you're going to create a plan that's maintenance-oriented. I want to live at my goal weight. I don't just want to get there for a fucking day. And then what? Then what are you going to do? Because that's what everyone's setting themselves up for. You get to that goal weight and then it's a vacuum in your mouth. Well, what do I do now? I can't focus on weight. Well, what do I do now? Because I always ask, what are you going to do when you get to goal weight? Oh, I don't know, Jim. I'll figure it out then. Thanks very much. Okay, great. Let's see how you figure it out. Let me know. Let me know what happens. Because losing weight is one process and being thin and maintaining that weight is completely different. Where's your motivation coming from now? You lost the weight. You lost the weight. So where? what's motivating you to not eat that food? 
not to sound like a dick. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to set you guys up to not go through that. Nothing bums me out more than people losing weight and putting it back on, losing weight and putting it back on. You can only do that so many times before you just get totally burnt out and apathetic to the whole process. And the process is created because all you're fixated on is losing weight. When you don't just want to, how long do you want to lose the weight for folks? How long? Did you say forever? I heard you say forever. Are you approaching your weight loss like you want to lose it forever? Are you focusing on it like I just want to lose the weight and then once I lose it, then I'll figure it out? Because if that's what you're doing, you're, you're not preparing yourself to be a thin person at all. Your goal is not even to be a thin person. It's to lose the weight. And you'll lose it and then you'll probably put it back on so that you have to lose it again because you're so fixated on losing weight. Understand, the weight loss process is going to take a couple weeks, months, or years. And then that's it. Then you're at your goal weight. And now the, the real process starts. It's living at your goal weight. And you're not prepared for it. If you did some super strict bullshit thing and the only thing that got you through it is watching that scale go down every week, what are you going to do when the scale stops going down? Where's the motivation coming from to live that really strict, shitty lifestyle? Right? I don't know. I'm not doing that in my program. In my program, I'm saying, listen, slow the fuck down. What is the rush, man? You've been trying to lose weight for 30 years. You can't give yourself a year to master your weight. Christ, it's like if you don't lose weight in a week or a month, you're just going to quit. Most people are little babies with their weight. They, and it's not your fault. It's all the fucking diet marketing. It's all the before and after. Lose 10 pounds in 10 days. You've been so inundated with it that you can't even think straight. You can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. You know? So I'm trying to tell you that it's the whole thing is, is messed up. You know what I mean? And, and so lose 100 pounds, great. But start asking yourself the question, how can I live at my goal weight? I'm telling you that little shift is so powerful. Stop saying I want to lose X amount of pounds and start saying I want to be X amount of pounds. You have to start telling your subconscious mind what you want to be. And you have to be very specific and literal with it. Getting all worked up. <laughs> great, you just ignore me. <laughs> what did she say? But I'm not ignoring anyone. I miss stuff sometimes. You don't understand when you're doing these lives, comments come and then they just keep going and then it's hard for me to get them sometimes. Ask your question again. I'm not ignoring you. I don't know what you said. Unless it was that dumb shit that someone said something and I wanted to get to it, but I, other people asking real questions. So I don't like to spend my time with the trolls. But <laughs> The user that said, save the program, I'll get Ozempic and Lipo. All right. Let me know how you're doing in a year. <laughs> uh. Anyways, all right, let's get to some more questions. Exactly, yep. Yeah, I love that suggestion. You're right, what now? Right? Is that not what it feels like when you've lost weight? It's like, I, I, I talk about this all the time. And again, you can see it on my YouTube channel is Jim Kinsoulis, right? So go, go there and watch it because I did some coaching sessions with real people. And so you can see what I'm talking about within context, which always makes it more valuable and, and impactful. But one of the people, I always reference this because it's just, it's something you don't think about. I think about it because I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So I think about this shit totally, totally different than you do. But one of the things is you think just the weight loss is, is going to make some magical thing. But what's happening is every time you lose weight, most of the time, at least anyways, is you're doing it in a way that sucks and you don't like doing it. And so there's this foundation of your weight loss is always this anxious anxiety because you don't think you're going to be able to keep it up. And as long as you're losing weight, you'll keep doing it. But again, it's once you get to that goal weight, it's like you don't have the motivation anymore because it sucks because most ways people lose weight suck. You know, there's all or nothing thinking and it'll be all as long as the weight's coming down. And so the what now thing is so crucial that you start focusing on who you want to be. 
And again, taking a step further, just the weight alone isn't enough. You've got to wrap your weight loss in personal development. You can make this a more meaningful process because it's fucking hard. I, I don't know. I'm just tired of pussyfooting around it. Like like losing weight, it's not just losing weight. Like, well, I just want to lose some weight. Well, okay, that means you've got to completely transform your eating, your relationship with food, your thoughts, your habits, how you live your life. All the things that you just do automatically on day-to-day -day autopilot, you've got to start tweaking and changing those. People way underestimate what it takes to live as a thin person. It's like, think about it, you know? Now, it's, again, it's not your fault because you're constantly fed this bullshit message from the diets of, oh, just, just cut carbs. Oh, just, just count points. It's always the one tactic. That's what diets are built on. They're, they're designed like carnival games to seem really easy so that you give them your money and you start doing it and then you find out, oh, shit. You know what? Cutting out carbs. Oh, shit. 80% of what I eat is carbs. Well, what do I do now? <laughs> you know what I mean? So no one focuses on the nuts and bolts of actually changing your behavior. Like the real, the real things that dictate whether you're going to eat well or not. You know? So that's the mindset piece. Um, I'm at the challenge now. Thank you for this. Never heard of this before. Yeah, I bet. No one's ever heard anything I'm saying before because I had to create it all. Just not to sound like some egotistical asshole, but it's like, I want to help people master their weight. So it's okay. Who do I learn this from? I'll look around. Um, who's talking, who's, who's talking about mastering your weight? Who? please write them in. Please write them in the comments. Cause I like to go study them. Who's talking about mastering their weight, living at your goal weight. Who's talking about changing your mindset to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. Is that not what you want? Isn't that what everyone wants? It's the biggest, it's one of the biggest like tricks ever pulled on people. This idea that you just want to lose weight. You're so trapped in this short-term mindset. It's got you stuck. You're never going to get out of it until you change your mindset. The mindset is the prison that you're in and the diet put it there. They've hypnotized you to think about weight loss like a dieter and you're fucked if you keep thinking that way. You have got to change how you're thinking. And it's a process. My program's eight weeks. You know, every day, every morning, you're starting with a five-minute hypnosis session. Relax, start programming differently. Every night, there's a 10-minute sleepnosis session. Relax, get some programming in. I teach you a one-minute, two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique to program your subconscious mind because you know the exact situations you're in. Your behavior is all environmentally dictated. You're not, you're not binging all day long in every environment you're in. It's very specific. It's happening at very specific times and very specific places and very specific situations. You don't even know this, you know, but so it's like you have to understand that your mindset is dictating your weight more than genetics, more than anything. You know, it's the most important thing and you never learn how to change it. Who's teaching you how to change your mindset? Chuck says, my new motivation is health, longevity, quality of life, and family. There you go, Chuck. See, Chuck's been listening, you know? And so he's got more meaning behind this process. You need more meaning because it's like the body positivity people are really driving me crazy because I believe in body positivity. I don't want to judge anyone that's overweight. I don't give a shit. But at the same time, how can you be positive about a body that's correlated with all sorts of preventable diseases? What kind of fucking positivity is that? My dad died at 54 of a heart attack, so don't, don't tell me. You know what I mean? If I'm watching someone obese, yeah, you're a beautiful person, but that body is going to cause some problems for you in your life, most likely. Right? I mean, we're going to be cigarette positivity. Do you know what I mean? We need to make the distinction. And so that just speaks to a deeper point that you're undervaluing your weight because you're not equating what the weight is costing you in your life. And I don't mean visually. I don't mean how you look. 
You've got to stop. Again, that's a diet thing. That the main motivation you have to lose weight is so you look better for other people they don't give a shit about at the end of the day. And so what really matters, though, is think about the relationships that are most important to you in your life. Those relationships are being harmed because of your weight. Not because of how you look, but because you're in your head feeling like shit about your weight and yourself day in and day out. And you feeling like shit affects the relationships that are most important to you. Your intimate relationships, you don't want to be intimate because you're embarrassed. Your regular platonic relationships, you feel less than. And so this is all affecting you in that way. It's affecting your energy. It's affecting most likely your lifespan. Do you think the way you eat for the next 30 years is going to impact how long you live? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I can't tell you that. I got my beliefs. I think it does. You know, do you think your weight, how you're eating, how you're living is going to impact your quality of life? How good you feel, how much energy you have, what you're doing when you're in your 70s, 80s, if you reach your 90s, do you think there's any correlation there? I don't know. I don't know what you think, but I do. And so I'm way more motivated. You probably don't. If you I just want to look at those, want to wear a bathing suit. I want to wear a bathing suit to the beach. I'm going to go on a Zempic and I'm going to get surgery. Oh, so lose weight and wear a bathing suit. Who the fuck if you wear a bathing suit? Who cares if you wear a bathing suit? But that's your that's your top motivation. You want to wear a bathing suit? How about your fucking lifespan? How about when you're when you're 75 and you're like, holy shit, I got type two diabetes. Oh god, why didn't I t- why didn't I take this more seriously? I'm gonna die early because I didn't take control of my eating. Be on fucking Ozempic. You know what Ozempic does? It makes your body make more insulin so you can deal with all the glucose you're spiking because you keep eating like shit. It's not solving the problem. It's masking it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how you think. I know people just minimize this whole thing. So what can I do? You know, I get out here and try and share it, but I don't know. Brioski says, I went to a hypnotherapist for smoking years ago and totally did not work. LOL, I felt bad to tell him. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. That's why the hypnosis thing, I started with a hypnosis office. You sit there and read a script to him. And it's like, it's funny because the first person I ever hypnotized was a guy, he worked in, where I worked, it was like kind of a, 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 whatever there was a maintenance guy and so um he, he lost 40 pounds though <laughs> he was telling everyone right so it's like a, i got it was a good boost for business at first but then i quickly found out oh shit this works for some people and doesn't work for others so i was like oh hmm okay and that's that really set me on the real journey of helping other people i've been 20 years obsessed with this you know 50 books you have to five thousand probably i'm obsessed with how can i help people that want to lose weight and master their weight do it and it's not knowing what to eat that's not the main problem folks it's knowing how to get yourself to do what you should do. It's what do you do when you feel totally shitty? Because you got this negative voice in your head. Your problem isn't your problem isn't knowing what to eat. The problem is what do you do when you get all depressed? What do you do when you get stressed out and overwhelmed? What do you do in that moment? That's what's controlling your weight more than if you know what to eat or not. You know? Oh my God. I don't blame any of you. But the hypnotherapist thing, listen, it's like the hypnosis thing is really valuable when it's used appropriately. You know, and what I would suggest to you is you do not need to go see a hypnotist. I would say you're better off investing in my program because you learn how to program yourself. I mean, you get me too, and I'm one of the top weight loss hypnotists, hypnotherapists on the planet. Certainly the most expensive one, I, I believe. Okay. But, but certainly like I, I can't imagine someone's got more experience working with helping people lose weight than me as a hypnotherapist. I genuinely mean that. 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And it's Paul McKenna. That guy's more famous. I'll give him that. But he's always doing different stuff. I've really been fixing and programming yourself in for 20 years, you know? So I know the nuts and bolts of it. So it's not just enough. What I've discovered as a hypnotist, what you should know, 
knowing hypnosis, you, you can help a lot of people with a lot of things because it's a different paradigm of how your mind works and how to change things. But you need to have that understanding plus a lot of experience working with the specific subject you're working on. And so a lot of times hypnotists, unfortunately, and hypnotherapists, they're, they're generalists and they work with lots of different stuff. And it can be helpful, no doubt about it. But when you want the real, when you're really serious, really committed, you want to find someone that's got a lot of experience with this specific area of helping people master their weight, you know? Because in my program, there's no way it doesn't work. When I see people come into the call and they're falling apart, totally discouraged, totally just feeling flailing, I don't give a shit. Like, I, I'm so confident I'm going to flip them around, I don't even care. There, there's, not a, there's not a hint of nervousness in me that I can't turn a person around like that. I've done it so many times. I, I don't know. I don't think he's still here. She could attest to that, you know? So you need someone that can kind of like catch you where you're at and, and shift you into another thing and then show you how they did it so that you can do it to yourself. That's the point, right? So I always say like, you know, what's that saying? Like, like teach a person to fish, feed them, or, or feed, give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person to fish, feed them for a lifetime. It's the same thing with the hypnosis. You need to learn how to do it to yourself because you don't live in a vacuum. You know what I mean? I could hypnotize you and change you, but then you go into the world where there's constantly hypnosis coming at you. So you need to learn how to protect yourself from that and to be able to program yourself to do the things you want to do. Think the way you want to think, feel the way you want to feel, and behave the way you want to behave. Um, I lost weight because I split from X, now skinny and lonely. <laughs> no, there you go. You know what I mean? Like it's Again, the weight in and of itself is not the answer. It's, um, it's how you're doing it. It's, it's more important questions that you got to get to. Um, I needed this. Thank you. You are welcome, Moody Webster. <laughs> I like that name. It's a full-on mental game. Absolutely. I lost all my weight with Weight Watchers twice and gained it all back. Yeah, because it's just a, it's a band-aid. It's like the Ozempic stuff. It'll work as long as you're doing it, if that, you know, and then as soon as you stop doing it, you never changed any of your subconscious programming. You just had a strong willpower setup that forced you to fight against yourself for all those times, you know? So you never transform. Again, I always say my program's inside out weight mastery. It's an inside out process. You start by thinking of yourself as a thin, healthy person. And then we go to work on making that a reality externally. But simultaneously, you're working on the inner game of it and the outer game of it. And I don't know any other way you, you can get the good results without doing that. It's an addiction. If we treat it like that, we have hope to beat it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you, you don't want to hope to beat it. When you feel like you're fighting against it, you want to change that up, right? Oh my gosh, you're so right. Yep, yep, yep. I'm laughing because you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's not easy for people with eating disorders. I really struggle to stick to healthy eating. No, I understand that. I totally get that, Beth. And I'm not trying to be flippant about any of this. It's hard for everyone, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to change your behaviors. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the diets are always minimizing that. You know, it's like, and, and <clears throat> it's like, let's just look at it honestly. It is challenging. It's hard to change because your brain, your subconscious mind, which is most of your brain, is a status quo machine. You don't like being overweight, but you're familiar with it. And so your, your subconscious mind likes the status quo because it allows it to predict more accurately, more effortlessly. As soon as you say, I'm going to lose weight, and as soon as you actually start losing weight, it throws your subconscious mind into a state of chaos because now all of a sudden you're a different person in the world. It's like I had someone on the other day. It's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm the fat, funny friend. Okay, well, now you're going to lose weight. Who are you going to be now? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is the part of weight loss that no one ever thinks about. It's the identity now you're a different person and it feels weird, right? And that may not make sense to you, but it's very important to understand that. I'm the yo-yo dieter, fat girl since I was five. It's in the mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Deanna. Um, thank you for the hypnosis email. I'm up 30, 55 pounds in 12 months and at 45, just fed up with dieting. 
Yeah. Right around 45, that's where most of my clients start with the age. Because you get to 45 and you've done so many diets, you've been up and down so many times, that what happens is your subconscious mind says diets equal failure. Now, unfortunately for you, diets equal weight loss. Like there is no other weight loss method in your mind other than, oh, the injection? Should I do the injection? Should I get the surgery? Or diets, you know? And you've been so conditioned. Listen, it's the obesity conspiracy. You know how much money there is made off of you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy? It's the whole economy, practically. It's the food companies selling you the food. It's the diets, which are the food companies, by the way. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The same company that owns Atkins Food Products, owns Onions Pretzels and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's. Okay? So there's food companies and the diets, and then there's the medical establishment. Let's be honest. I love medicine, but they're basically, it's a system that's built around treating the symptoms, not finding the cure. Okay? So you have all this conditioning coming at you to keep you overweight and unhealthy. You know? And, um... People get to 45 and they say, Christ, I can't even get started on a plan anymore. I hate this weight. I, I don't know where to start, you know, because because you've done so many diets, your subconscious mind says diets equal failure. And then you get to the point where you've gotten success with some of them and still failed. And so now you're like, no way. Because now you start even, you start the plan, you start losing weight in the back of your mind. It's never going to last. It's never going to last. I'm not going to be able to keep it off. I'm not going to be able to keep it off. And that's the whole process going. And then you get to a point, listen, all of my clients are over 45 because that's when you start getting smarter and you'll be able to reflect and say, oh shit, that ain't working. And then you start thinking as well, it's another reason why most of my clients are 45, 50s, 60s is because you start to shift from just wanting to look better to being like, oh shit, uh, if I don't start taking care of this, I might die quick. I might die sooner. They did this study, Framingham Heart Study. It said uh, women that were overweight lost an average of three years of their life. And women that were obese lost seven years of their life. No one wants to lose three, seven years of your life. And I say it to me, oh, those are fucking those are the bad years. What? Listen, if you're not, if you don't have dementia and you don't have some, some, you know, morbid disease at, at 80, 90, you're not going to want to lose those three years, those seven years. I promise you, you're going to want every day and you're going to be mad at yourself that you didn't take control. As if you don't get serious, you've got to make a commitment to it, you know? I don't care what you do. I mean, obviously my program is the best thing you could do. In my opinion, <laughs> you'll never find a program as com comprehensive as mine. I don't believe, you know, but you better do something. And it better not be a fucking diet. <laughs> okay. Just do something different and take it serious. Cause this is literally your life. You know, that's what I want you to understand. Eat when you're down. Feel the worst after. Do you have a lot of success with the hip, hip, oh, hypnosis for weight loss? Yeah, I do. A ton. And it's not hypnosis, it's self-hypnotic programming because I show you how to do it. Because you, 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 you are your own best or worst hypnotist, okay? Um, because you're always in your head. You're always in your head talking to yourself, hypnotizing yourself. Someone said Marissa Peer. Yeah, she's, she's good actually, I like her. Um, but even Marissa Peer, again, I, I like her, but she's, she's not a specialist in the weight loss, okay? Now I know what this is like because I used to be a generalist hypnotist. And it's like you can... You get good at what you do all the time. You, you, I don't, has Marissa appeared on 5,000 private weight loss sessions? I seriously doubt that, okay? And so what happens in a situation like that is a lot of time you sell a process of hypnosis. May or may not work with, hypno, with, with weight loss. I know weight loss inside and out. <laughs> like, look, at, look, at my, look, at my, look at my TikToks, right? I mean, I, I make four a day because anything more than that and they, they won't push them out. But it's like, I know every, I know like so nuts and bolts. I have so much granular understanding of the subconscious nature of weight mastery and weight loss 
things that I make. Look at all the videos I've made. I've been on this thing for six months. I've made like 500 videos. I've, I've done, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, like I've been doing this for 20 years. I've done all these different programs. It's like, I, I, I can't tell you how many trainings I've done, how many short videos. I've, I'm talking like thousands. You know what I mean? Like, like I've done 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've certified coaches and program yourself then. So it's again, it, it's having a, a true genuine understanding of this, not just hypnosis, but the material of people when they want to lose weight. That's another key part of this. Vicky says, oh yes, I brought some really heavy stuff and you didn't even flinch. Yeah, that's what Vicky says that, right? Because that's what I mean. I, I've i done this so many times and, and people have fallen apart. Because that's what I tell them. I say, because it costs a lot to work with me privately. I, I have a program now that, that's way more um, affordable for people. But um, working privately with people, again, it's a big commitment financially and energy and all the rest of it. And I always tell them, I say, listen, I want you to understand you're not investing in me now so that everything's going to just be great from this point forward. I'm like, the main thing you're investing in is for when you feel like you want to quit or when you're feeling discouraged and down. That's what you're investing in is I'm going to get you there and I'm going to turn you around. And it usually takes two, three, four times for a person to kind of go into that negative tailspin and me to bring them out. And what happens is, yes, they're learning the strategy of how I'm doing it, but they're also creating the subconscious belief that I can change how I feel. I can pull myself out of a tailspin. And that's one of the core skills you need to get under your belt. Because again, you're so focused on weight loss, but weight loss is a short-term thing. So you subconsciously think of it like a sprint. And in a sprint, you've got to be perfect. If you trip a little bit in a sprint, you've lost the sprint. You've lost the race. And so it's the same thing. That's how you're approaching your weight loss. Any little mistake feels like it's complete failure. And you need to recognize weight mastery is a never-ending marathon. And you can make mistakes, and you're going to make mistakes. It's how you recover from them, how quickly you recover them, and how well you recover them that's going to make the difference. That's what's going to dictate your weight. And so the ability to pull yourself out of a tailspin is, is crucial, crucial. Um, thank you for answering my comment. <laughs> I feel like your comment was the Ozempic one. You might have been joking. I don't know if you weren't going to demean that. How do I teach myself not to find happiness in food? I rely on it so much for serotonin. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. I love that question. I love the way you phrased it. So you're already halfway there, okay? Um, the question isn't how do I teach myself not to find happiness in food? The question is how do I find happiness without food? How can I find happiness in other ways? Listen, one of the core things you've been hypnotized to be overweight with is that you've been hypnotized by all the food companies to use food as your primary emotional management strategy. You're not very good at managing your emotions, most likely, you know? And so you use food to do it. And so you need to find ways that don't involve food at all to manage your emotions. That's a better question to ask. I hope that makes sense to you, okay? Because once you have that, everything else becomes a lot easier. Yoga and PMS. I was thin, I was thin and fit so fit for four years ago, but I felt so stressed of all some jealous attention. Yeah, sure. That's a common one too, that you know, that you do you hypnotize on lives. I don't usually, but I always think I should do that. It should be fun. Okay, guys, so you guys like that? I don't know you like a hypnosis session. But I do. So listen, all if, if you want a hypnosis session, um, just click my bio and go. I, I'll give you a hypnosis session for free. It's a custom one. So go go to my bio, click that link and go download the hypnosis session takes a few minutes to send it to you. Watch the training that's there while you're there. It's um, three steps to master your weight. It's about 30 minutes. If you can get through that, you learn about my program and you get a special offer. Okay. Um, yeah, but, but I felt so stressed of all, some jealous attention. I'm going to split that into two things. Maybe you felt stressed out and you didn't want the attention, jealous attention. 
Um, and that that's real stuff. That's the that's the deeper subconscious level that's dictating your weight is that, you know, maybe you want to start losing weight and the people around you aren't supporting you at all. As a matter of fact, they may be trying to sabotage you because the people around you, as soon as you start acting healthy, it's like you're holding a mirror up to them and they feel shitty about themselves, you know? So it's it sucks, but when you want to start losing weight and get healthier, on top of like changing your own behavior, you also have to take other people's accounts, you know, feelings into account. And um, you have to do it kind of in a certain way, you know, because that's all real stuff that you got to deal with, you know, no doubt about it. Um can you hypnotize me to a size 10? Um, no, I can't. I could hypnotize you to experience what a size 10 would feel like. Uh, and I could hypnotize you to do the things that you would need to do eating wise and lifestyle and behavioral wise to get to a size 10. Um, but I can't just hypnotize you to a size 10. And I think that's so important to realize because I think hypnosis and law of attraction can get, you kind of mistake them. And it's like, oh, hypnotize me to be this. You know, like, it's like me saying, like, oh, can I hypnotize you to be a great piano player? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little different than that, but it's not much different, you know? It, it's a process. you got to realize you don't, if you're overweight and you've been struggling to lose weight, it's because you don't have the skill sets. You don't have the ability, the skill to, to learn weight. You don't know how to live as a thin person. And so that's what you need to, because the, the worst thing you can say is, oh, I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. No, you don't. You have no idea how to do it. You don't know how to get yourself to do it, so stop lying to yourself. You don't know how to do it, or else you would have done it, wouldn't you have? Do you want to lose weight? Yeah? Then do it. Yeah, I don't know how to get myself to do it. Okay, now we're on the right page, because you got to identify the problem before you can fix it, you know? But telling yourself you know what to do, I know, I just got to get myself to do it. That's not That's not the story. That's not real. Um, <laughs> yes and yes, please. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't do I don't do hypnosis on the lives because people, people kind of pop in and out, and it's an opportunity to ask questions. But again, I do all sorts of hypnosis. There's sessions all on my TikTok. My YouTube's got them. Um, and then again, like go get the one. Go opt into my email list if you're serious at all about your weight. You should opt into my list. I give more stuff away for weight loss than anyone I know. I, I don't know anyone who gives my stuff as much as I do away. You know, uh, I'm really committed to this. You know, I also have the opportunity for you to invest in your your weight at the highest level possible too. But that's because, again, if you're really serious about something, you want to commit to it. You want to invest in it. You know, everything that's important in your life, really important in your life, you you commit and you invest money into it, you know, and your weight's the same thing. And you're not investing shit in it, most likely. You know, you're just like, you're just half-assing it. Oh, tomorrow's Monday. I guess I'm going to try and try not eat sugar. I'm going to see if I can eat well. Okay, let's see how that goes. That's a shit-ass level of commitment. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, think about the commitment you made to go to college and, and you know, really plod through that whole thing and get your degree. You did it because there was a big goal at the end of it and you were super committed to it. And if you weren't that committed to it, you probably wouldn't have done it, you know? And so thinking your way is the same thing. It's a, it's a challenge to learn how to think. and It's a big thing. It's not just, oh, give me a tip. How do I deal with addiction? Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, just do this. And you want that. You know what I mean? Because again, the diets have, have trained you to think that way, but it's not true, you know? Someone says, when I start eating better and I'm losing weight, my mom will bring me plates of unhealthy food. Yeah, told her she's being an enabler. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It, and again, I don't blame these people. I've dealt with this a lot because you think like, oh, I'm going to get healthier. Listen, I'm going to share my story. My dad died of a heart attack, 54, right? And so I hear I'm 19 years old and 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Binge drinking, clearly on a wrong path health-wise and in life, no doubt. And all of a sudden, you know, I had this a magical, magical couple months in my life. It was a literal miracle. I was blessed by the universe through no fault of my own, just pure magic. Now I grabbed the reins. When I got the chance, I, I took that chance and I grabbed it and I held on to it. But 
when I started getting healthier, instead of these people, again, my dad died of a heart attack, instead of them cheering me on and saying, wow, great, look at that, it was all negative shit. You know, oh, you, you know, and then I started getting, really getting results. Oh, you sick, you look sick, you okay? You know, like, oh, what are you, a health nut? What are you starting to call it? It's all this, all this negative stuff. And so, again, I don't blame them now looking back, and I was pissed at the time, it was annoying. <laughs> but um, I look back at it now and I realize, well, you know, they, they felt, you know, um, judged. You know, when you start doing better, people will try and sabotage you a lot, you know? And I don't think it's because they're a bad person. Oh, no. Um, I think it's because it's because they, um, again, they just feel all of a sudden they, they, it's like holding a mirror up to them, you know? And so, yeah, that's tough. But you got to deal, you have to deal, stop thinking like, I wish she would, I wish she'd stop enabling me. Stop putting the power in her hands. That's what you're doing with this. And you have to start taking the power back. Because there's nothing better in my mind of, because um, I've done this, I've done this, literally, mom, make something, oh, I made you, made you your favorite thing, oh, I made it, no, I don't, I don't want it, no, thank you. you, you know I don't eat this stuff anymore, so you'll have extra to eat, you know, <laughs> now, that may sound like I'm being rude or some kind of asshole, but, you know, this, this is what happens, you know, people do, and again, whether they mean to do it or not, maybe sometimes they do mean, I don't know, but I'm not going to allow someone else to dictate my health and happiness, my longevity, you know, I'm not, not, not going to happen that way. I'm going to decide for myself um, what I'm going to do. Now, again, I'm speaking, I'm, I don't want to minimize the situation you're in, but I want to make clear that you're the one in control. You have the power and always remember that. And so sometimes you may not tap into that power and you may eat the food she brings you. That's fine. Overall, though, you got to learn from that and say, next time that happens, I'm going to say no. And, and you strategize, you keep strategizing on it because you can't put your weight in her hands. It's not her responsibility. You know, so she tempts you, so she doesn't support you. That's the situation you're in. You know, let's handle it. You know, find strategies going to help you in that situation. Oh, I'm at work, so can't stay, but you're so interesting. Oh, thank you, Linda. Um, sign up for my my email list. I email you every day, anyways. Breast cancer and a radical hysterectomy changed me forever. I lost a big part of me, and I am tired. I feel I have no control over food. The same person? No. Um, yeah, I get that. And I, that that's that's tough. Okay, um, what I would suggest in your situation, you know, if, if you're dealing with cancer, you're dealing with really stressful things in life, I always suggest put the weight loss in the back burner and really focus on how, like, like this person says, I'm, I'm tired. I get that. And so what you want to do is make the weight loss secondary and make the initial thing that you want to feel better, you know, and not feel better like feel back to normal, but feel better like I feel better than I felt yesterday. You know, I, I hope that makes sense. And, I, and I'm, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. Right? Um, I feel I have no control over food. Yeah, you probably don't have any control over food, but it, it may be. And I don't know what you eat, but I'm just going to throw out the typical. You know, when people say, oh, I have no control over food. So what are you eating? If you're eating a lot of processed foods, yeah, of course you don't have control over food. It's it's built to not have control over. You know, it's like someone saying, you know, how do I how do I deal with these cocaine cravings I keep having? You know? I feel like I have no control over the cocaine. You know, it's meant to be an addictive substance. These foods, I was thinking about this. I, I talked about this the other day, but I tried these uh, Cheez It Snap, uh, Snap does. <laughs> Do you know what those are? They're crazy. Let me look this up really quick. I keep saying this. We just got them all of a sudden, but I swear it's like cheese, because that, that's Cheez Its thing, right? They'd spell it funny. Yeah, Snap <laughs> S N A P apostrophe D. Right. And even linguistically, it's like a, 
It's almost like an addictive sound, addictive thing. But anyways, the point of it being that the foods that you're eating, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, yeah, you're done for. I mean, it's literally, it's food drugs. You know what I mean? And you're not built to, they're not built for you to moderate with them. You know what I mean? Again, start doing some cocaine and then come to me and tell me, I don't know, I'm having trouble with my cocaine cravings. Well, you know, so, so yeah, it's hard to have control over there. But again, so it's a process. It's a two-part process in my mind of getting control over food. And part of it's what you're eating, but the other part is your lifestyle. You know, again, lifestyle, what do I mean? Your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. If you don't have any of these things in your life, good luck. Because one bad night of sleep, good luck with your eating. As soon as you wake up and you're tired, your body knows with well, the quickest burst of energy I can get is eat some shitty food. So your unhealthy cravings go up. And because you're tired, you have a limited ability to say no to it and choose the healthy thing. So the lifestyle piece is so important with exactly that. So you can influence so much of your control over food through your lifestyle and then through the food choices. And you need both of these at the same time because they work in tandem with each other. All right. Um, yes, I understand. I gave the food to a friend. <laughs> Good for you, Kelly. Yeah. And, and by the way, it doesn't take much of that to, to send the message to the person. I'm telling you, one of the worst things you can do, right, is, is that your mom brings you some unhealthy food. In the back of her mind, she almost wants you to join the club of, oh, yeah, I tried. And, oh. and so you've got to break free of that, you know. And one of the best ways, because if you say, like, oh, Ma, come on, I'm trying to eat better, and then you eat it all, you're sending the message, do it again almost. You know, and she's going to do it again. What'll change is when she brings you, say, I don't want it. I'm good. Just ate. No, I'm fine. All set. Doing great. Lost two pounds yesterday or last week. You know, whatever. And you say that and then see how often she starts doing it. A couple times of that and, and it'll stop. Okay. But you got to like almost train them just to do it. You just signed up. Super. Yeah. Sign up. Thank you for all the good words. I lost 22 kilograms. Mindset's the key. All right. There we go. Good job. That's very impressive. Does coffee trigger food cravings? Um, not for me. I mean, but I drink black coffee. You know, if you're drinking, <laughs> if you're drinking milkshake coffees, right? Milkshake coffees, milk with lots of cream and sugar, milkshakes. So if you're drinking milkshakes, yeah, they're going to trigger food cravings for sure. Sugar is is a drug. It's like uh, cocaine. And so the best way to create lots of sugar cravings is to eat sugar. You know. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't eat sugar because I eat sugar, but I eat it. I'm very, very, um, I moderate it, okay? So that means that I, I treat it very much like alcohol. That's how I treat sugar, right? And that's how you should too. You should look at sugar like, like alcohol. I'm not saying you never do it, but when you do it, you respect it because it's a drug, right? Same thing. So you can enjoy it, but enjoy it with the right framing around it. So yeah, that, that's what I think about the, the coffee. Does water fasting help? I think water fasting is great if you want to end up putting more weight on and get obsessed with food. I think that's a great way and, and maybe like to hurt your metabolism a bit. You know, I think water fasting is good for that. I'm kind of joking, but it's like if you're using water fasting to lose weight, like you're going to just, I, I don't even understand that almost. Like you're going to not eat for a week and just drink water so you can lose weight. I don't get that because again, it goes back to the idea that any unsustainable method you use to lose weight is going to be, have a foundation of anxiety. You know, I'm not going to be able to keep this up, you know, because you're not. So, yeah, water fasting to me seems like a short-term way to drop some water weight. And what's the point? I don't, I don't know why that would be. Um, I made my first I made my first change, which is I gave up diet sodas. 12 days now, I have to do it in increments. Yeah, exactly. There, Congratulations. And, yeah, we all have to do it in increments. How are you just going to change all your behavior? 
I, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm just in, living in another world, but I don't know if you're just gonna change all your behavior starting tomorrow on Monday. What, what, what world are you living in? You're just gonna change everything all at once, you know? So yeah, that's smart. S short, small strategic shifts and changes in your behavior. There's always that saying, people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. And your weight loss is oriented towards how much weight can I lose this week, this month, you know? That's how you think about weight loss. I'm thinking about how much weight can I lose forever you know, when I first start, how much weight can I lose this year? I take all that pressure off and I make smart strategic changes in my behavior that are going to lead me to not only lose weight, be able to, I can live this way forever. And I've, I've adopted that and I've lived with that way. And now 30 years, I've got a rock solid inside out plan to live at my weight. I've been the exact same way for 30 years. I won a little blip 10 years ago, you know? And so, so good job. Keep that up. That's the thing, you know, smart strategic changes, how to stop mindlessly snacking, compulsively taking bites of stuff. That's another good question. I would say, um, I would say that the way to to stop mindlessly snacking is to start. Is to start. Um, I'm getting a little distracted. Sorry there. Uh, the way to stop mindlessly snacking is to start structuring your reading. So in my program, we 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 have an eating blueprint, and it all starts by structuring your reading, having some some boundaries around it. Because if you're just eating all willy-nilly all the time, forget it. You're never going to lose weight. I, I don't believe that's possible. So I always have a saying that there's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you, except for structuring your eating. I do not know how you would ever, ever be able to lose weight without structuring your eating, okay? Um, so that's the first step, you know, compulsively taking bites of stuff. Yeah, I, I would not try and stop yourself from taking bites of stuff. I'd not try and stop yourself from snacking. My first step would be to, to constrain it. And so I'm only going to snack at these times. I'm only going to start at these times. Get used to training and living without doing that a little bit and then start doing it more and more. Um, definitely consider myself a sugar carb addict, was abstinent for over a year but fell off the wagon. Yeah, sure. Um, abstinence, right? Abstinence works as a, well for dieting as abstinence education for teenagers, you know, and sex. That's my opinion there. Um, man, if I was, again, my, my eating blueprint is, is it five days clean, two days pleasure. And if I didn't have those two days pleasure, if I just made it seven days of clean, that'd be the fastest way to, to kick myself off the plan. You know, and I don't hear that a lot. You're cheat days, but, but it's like, I don't know. I, it's so, I don't It just all makes me realize my program's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I'm all or nothing. It's so hard. You are all or nothing. That's all you've learned. That's all you've trained. I'll give you, in my program, we are all or something because the, the problem isn't that you can't be all long enough. The problem is that you're always going to be, you're never going to be all all the time. Okay. I, I can't state that enough. And so you're all or nothing. So you're all for a week and then you're nothing for six months, all for a week, nothing for six months. That's your pattern. And what I would suggest is the way to change your weight is not to be all, all the time. It's to stop being fucking nothing. And that's what you keep doing. You're off the wagon doing nothing. And so what you need to become is all or something. You need to raise the bottom up more than you need to be all, all the time. I hope that makes sense. I don't know where to start. Nothing works for me. Start with my program. Go get the log in there, watch the training, and then get the program if you can swing it because that's your best chance. Um, nothing works for me is not true. The truth is that you can't stick with things long enough, okay? There's no, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. That, that doesn't exist, okay? You'd be a medical miracle. You'd be on the cover of all the scientific magazines that you could not eat and you didn't lose any weight. It's ultimately a physical reality that there's calories in, calories out. Now, genetics factor in, and some people lose weight quicker than others, and that's true. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what you're eating. What you're eating is dictating your weight, 
okay? And where you start is with something small. Start with your worst habit, okay? Work on your worst habit, improving it, and once you get some you know, headway with that, then move on to the next one instead of trying to change everything. Nothing's working usually as code for I can't stick to some crazy, complete total shift in my eating that I made on one day. I can't stick with that. Yeah, no shit. No one could, you know, or very few. Again, there's always some outliers, and that's what the diets are always giving you, a steady parade of outliers, you know? It's just like the carnival game, um, you know? But anyways, pivotal mindset. Yeah, Vicky, I'm going to leave off with that because she's always got smart stuff to say. Pivotal mindset for me is from all or nothing to all or something. Yeah, huge, right? Because again, Vicky's a smart person perfectionist and so if you're a smart person a perfectionist you want to go into all or nothing because that's what you've been fed and you consider yourself an overachiever so of course you're going to go all the way and change everything all at once it doesn't work with weight loss okay because you have to learn from your mistakes and when you're a perfectionist you never allow yourself to learn from your mistakes and come up with new strategies to get yourself on track and so your all or nothing is one of the worst strategies that exists you know and it's why you're stuck because you never allow yourself to learn and grow and evolve into the person you want to be because every time you make a mistake, you just kick yourself off the, the path, you know? So, um, yeah, there's better ways to do it. All right. Well, cool. All right, everyone. I'm going to get out of here, but go. You can listen to my podcast, Program Yourself Then. Uh, my YouTube's Jim Kitsoulis. Obviously, there's this TikTok. I also have another TikTok if you want to watch that. That's more hypnosis-based, personal development type stuff. Um, that's Jim Kitsoulis. So you can check that out, too. I just started that one. Um, but again, if you're really serious, you know, if you're really serious about your weight, go and opt in for that hypnosis session, watch the training that, uh, follows it. And it's about a half hour. And if you get through the half hour, I'll tell you about the program and I give you a special offer and you can get started right away. Start tomorrow with your hypnosis sessions. We have our first uh, call of the weeks tomorrow on Tuesday. We have calls every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, so yeah, go find it out, make a real commitment and make this the spring that you take control of your weight. All right. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.